you were checking out the artist Destiny, and I pray that I'm pronouncing and enunciating his name right, the gifted son of Regina King. If you've never heard his music before, I want you to come out to Gates and uh, we'll give you a little taste of his song entitled Work It Out. Pretty strong, right? Pretty strong. A little mix of Anderson Pack, a little bit of Tony, Tony, Tony. What do you think, Miles? Right? Not too bad, right? So, yeah, let's talk about it. We got a lot to talk about right here. KBLA Talk 1580 Middays with Danny Morrison. You know, I would have loved to come in here and have a lighthearted conversation today after a productive weekend, after spending time with friends and family, getting some much-needed work done, even watching some great NFL playoff football. It would have been nice to walk into the studio and have a lighthearted conversation with all of you about something trivial, but the news that came out on Friday told me that today's topic of conversation was already set in stone. For those unaware, it was reported on Friday that the Royal Actress Director, Academy Award winner, Golden Globe winner, four-time primetime Emmy Award winner, the most for any African-American male or female, by the way, one of the 100 most influential people in the world, according to Time Magazine. Our own Regina King had lost her only son, Ian Alexander Jr., to suicide. By all reports, Ian was a wide-eyed, charismatic, handsome young king that was just starting to cut his chops in the music game. He was an up-and-coming artist and DJ who even had a show scheduled here in Los Angeles on Friday and was promoting his performance on Instagram four days prior. He was also a celebrity chef, telling Flaunt Magazine last May that he aspired to open his own restaurant within the next three years. And now, we will never get the opportunity to see what would become of this multi-talented king who came from a tremendously gifted gene pool. Ian Alexander Jr., dead at the age of 26, just two days after his birthday. Looking back on pics and videos with his mother, all seemed right within the world of the only child of Regina King and Alexander, Ian Alexander Sr. As a matter of fact, there's a video montage on the KBLA socials as we speak showing the public love and admiration that Regina would shower on her son every single opportunity she got. If she was in front of a microphone, Ian's name was always at the forefront of her thoughts. If you haven't seen it, listen. My son, Ian. The fact that I get to share this night with you, the best date in the house. Oh, man. You make being a mother my greatest accomplishment. I love you. And aha moment would have to be my son. I mean, you respect parents so much more when you become a parent. I get emotional because my son is an amazing young man. You don't know what unconditional love is until you have a child. You may say you do, but if you don't have a child, you don't know what that is. And when you experience it, it is the most fulfilling ever. So that, that this is the greatest part about me, being a mom to Ian. Oh my God, Ian, if you are at home, no caps, what? I probably said it wrong, no cap. That's what it's supposed to be. My son Ian, boy, man. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for giving us a film that my son said to me when he saw it, that it was the first time he really saw himself. Thank you so much for that. 
My heart goes out to that entire family as they navigate through what has to be the most painful portion of their lives. Her official statement on the matter reads, quote, Our family is devastated at the deepest levels of the loss of Ian. He is such a bright light who cares so deeply about the happiness of others. Our family asks for respectful consideration during this private time. Thank you. End quote. No one should have to bury a child. No one. Yes, if the circle of life remains intact, we are ultimately supposed to bury our grandparents and our parents before we leave this thing called life. But they say that seeing your own child in a casket is hands down the most insufferable tragedy a human being can ever experience. And we all need to keep Regina King and her family lifted in prayer as they attempt to find answers on why Ian Alexander Jr. is no longer with us. And that is the question we are asking today, isn't it? How? Why? What happened? Now, I want to preface this entire delicate conversation with another Danny Mo Show disclaimer, okay? I am in no way affiliated with Regina King and her family, and I'm also not a qualified mental health professional. All I have today is personal experience with my own family, with close to personal friends, and real-life moments that have given me a panoramic perspective on this highly sensitive topic. So I want to be perfectly clear in stating in advance that my thoughts regarding this situation are purely speculative, and opinions on this subject are in no way medical or medical mental. They are strictly anecdotal, mine and mine alone. However, looking from the outside in, there is one blaring thing that stands out to me, though. Just days before his death, that young king was on social media with messages that were seemingly cries for help. One post showed a picture of a bunch of SpongeBob's engulfed in flames with Ian adding the caption, quote, you know that episode of Spongebob where they go inside his brain and it's a bunch of mini Spongebobs just losing their shh? Yeah, that one really hits home. End quote. He also wrote, and I quote, I don't think Instagram is healthy for me. End quote. Ian tweeted those posts five days before he took his life. Do those posts tell us that he was suicidal at that moment? We don't know. Did Ian believe that his career wasn't progressing fast enough or far enough at the age of 26? We don't know. Was the bright light of being the only child of one of the most successful actresses in Hollywood history too much to bear? We don't know. Or was this simply a young man that had a pre-existing mental health condition that had something trigger that condition and finally push him over the edge? We don't know. But here's what I do know. Even while that young king was smiling when the lights were on and perhaps was at the precipice of reaching financial and professional success in the music and food industries, he could have still been seemingly and silently battling some form of depression. Our history is peppered with men and women with enormous levels of talent, fame, fortune, constant adulation from fans across the globe, kings and queens you would think would have every reason to love the life in which they live, yet and still, the instability of their mental health drove them down that dark path of suicide thoughts. Now, I want you to think about Johnny again. Yeah, if you're an avid listener to the broadcast, you know him. My imaginary black protagonist that I always like to present to you on the Danny Mo Show. Imagine him as a poor teenage African-American sans the money, the fame, and the fortune, no. 
Imagine being surrounded by the stereotypical stresses that have become commonplace through socially disadvantaged African-American communities. Neighborhoods rife with boys that have estranged or non-existent relationships with their biological fathers. Moms and immediate families that have given up on them and even kicked them out the house. Girlfriends on their arms that are understandably too immature to understand the gravity of the relationship they're involved in. Unaware that when you try to fix a broken person, you can also cut yourself on the shattered pieces. In my opinion, it's depression. Another form of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. The psychological ramifications of institutionalized racism has become too much to bear. Think about it for a second. Young kings are constantly bombarded with a perpetual assault on their psyche while being a witness to our brothers being murdered with no collective community uprising for the killings. And let me drop some statistical facts on you that you might find surprising on this Monday. Homicide is the leading cause of death for African-American males under the age of 44. And check this out. 49% of deaths of African-American males between 15 and 19 are homicide. That's half. And more than the next nine leading causes of death combined. In addition, these young men regularly see law enforcement shoot and kill young unarmed African-American men on TV and via social media. Then they watch the predictable absolving of the killings at a disproportionate rate, even when there's inarguable camera footage. And yeah, since you're wondering, police use of force is among the leading causes of death for us as well. About 100 and 100,000 black men and boys will be killed in, by police during their lives, while 39 white men and boys per 100,000 are killed by police. This means black men are about two and a half times more likely to be killed by police than white men. They are also stereotyped by their mannerisms, their word enunciation or slang, and their fashion choices regarding their upbringing. They are constantly followed in department stores for wearing a freaking hoodie while visiting a commercial establishment. It wears on you. They're frustrated. They're angry. And rightly so. And I believe the violence that you see within our communities is not only suicide, it's intentional death by fire. It's depression. Yeah, it's never identified and diagnosed accordingly. You want to know why? Why, you ask? Because of poor representation. We know ourselves better than anybody else. But African-American psychologists make up only 4% of the active psychology workforce according to the American Psychological Association. The likelihood of having a mental health professional that looks like us is a tall task. And there is a problem, trust me. Let me sprinkle in a few more stats to help us during this conversation. African Americans are more likely to have feelings of sadness, hopelessness, and worthlessness than adult whites. African-Americans may be less likely than white people to die from suicide at all ages, but African-American teenagers are more likely to attempt suicide than white teenagers. 9.8% to 6.1%, by the way. 16%, that's 4.8 million of us, of African-Americans reported having a mental illness. 22.4% of that group, that's 1.1 million people, reported a serious mental illness over the past year. And lastly, 
according to statistics from the L.A. Unified School District. Yeah, right here. 21% of youth overall ages 13 to 18 have a mental illness that causes significant impairment in their daily life. 50% of all mental illnesses begin by age 14. 88% reported experiencing three or more traumatic events in their lifetime. And 55% of whom showed symptoms of PTSD, depression, or anxiety. Contrary to popular belief, for African Americans, the suicide rate has been on the rise over the last 10 years. A large portion of this new generation of young African Americans are becoming more desensitized to violence the more social media savvy they become. We already know from the documents released three years ago from Facebook's own internal investigation that a large percentage of their teenage user base was having suicidal thoughts and traced the issue back to Instagram. And just an FYI, they are actively working on a kid's version of Instagram as we speak. So yeah, Suppressing such pain can have lingering societal effects for which we may not be prepared. And while black youth statistically leave the black church in droves, we'll talk about that tomorrow, by the way. I am fearful that the long-term solution must have a faith element incorporated in order for us to truly make progress. What else could be the mental state of a young person that shoots another with no remorse? It's depression. They don't care. And it's getting worse. And talking to these teetering and troubled African-American teenagers shows me that we got a lot of work to do. I'm worried about the mental health of young African-Americans and so should you. Black lives matter and black mental health does as well. And may God lay his hands over Regina King and her family as the passing of her son may be the catalyst to the African-American community finally having the conversation about the instability of our young kings and queens. A conversation that has been a long time coming. Godspeed, Ian Alexander Jr. And thank you. Your passing will not be in vain. I promise. But that's just me. Just tell me what you think, L.A. In your opinion, why would a young king take his own life? A life that wasn't short on resources, by the way. And do you think those posts on social media were a telltale sign? Also, are you concerned about the health and wellness of young African-Americans, male and female, kings and queens? Are they different from when we were growing up? Is social media the main culprit for the changes in their mental health? Or is it society as a whole? And if someone is a new parent, what advice would you give them to try and raise a child in 2022 America? And lastly... Do you know anyone that has struggled with their mental health? I do. I'll break it down before the end of the broadcast. Do you know anyone that has contemplated suicide? I do. Perhaps a family member, a friend, and you. I would love to hear from you today. It's a day of healing on this Monday. Holler at your boy, your voice of the change, your voice of the community, your voice is on. 1-800-920-1580, You can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your app store, iOS or Android. It don't matter. That same app allows you to send me your questions and comments that I will answer live at different intervals throughout the broadcast. Plus, like, share, and follow your favorite radio station live on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And feel free to follow me at Danny Mo Show on those same platforms too. Plus, me and my midday partner in crime, Miles, will take your comments 
via the ecosystem of our social network. Check this out. When we come forward, I'll add another seven series to add to the topic of conversation. Those of us that have children are terrified when you see a young man that was not only looking like he was living his life, but he had a mom that consistently showered him with love and affection, and he still took his own life. The warning signs aren't always obvious, and that's why we need to talk about it. My seven series today is seven signs your child may have a mental health issue. With help from psychotherapist, licensed clinical social worker, mental strength coach, and international best-selling author Amy Marin. It's estimated that one in six children in the United States has a mental illness. Yet over half of them never receive treatment. I will break down a few signs and symptoms that will help us all with our own children, God willing. Add to the conversation with your phone calls when we come forward. Welcome to Middays with Danny Morrison on Unapologetically Progressive KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's rise. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are rooting for everybody black. KBLA Talk 1580. We are black in a spot on another episode of Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Having a... Extremely serious convo to have today. Uh, but first, uh, I got to get something off my chest. And uh, I want to just, uh, I want my flowers, uh, Mr. Miles, about football this past weekend. I tried to tell you the Niners were going to beat them Green Bay Packers. And you was trying to act like I was crazy. I tried to tell you. I thought you knew being a man that played football. You know all about momentum. Niners got momentum. That's why they're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. That was not a momentum They're game, going man. to the Super Bowl. Want to bet? They're going to beat them Rams. Want to bet? You said, wait, what? They're going to beat them Rams. Watch. Niners gonna beat the Rams. The Niners are going to the Super Bowl. You can't. That momentum is. Cr- do they, you do you see their quarterback? I do. He's mediocre at best. He gonna give you one or two. But that defense, that front line, that D line. Their defense cold. Woo. Good luck. Good. All I'm saying is, man. Matt Stafford and boys cold. <laughs> you know what's great? That offense is crazy. How how nice is it if the Rams pull this off? They'll beat the Niners, right? And they'll be. In the Super Bowl, right in the home after stadium. that, home stadium in the West Coast with Dr. Dre and Snoop coming for the half. Oh no, you, no, you missed what I said. In their home stadium, in their home, yeah. It's unpre- Has there ever been? When's the last time? Has it ever happened? Uh, last year, Tampa Bay. Oh crap, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, my bad. Hey, what, what you what you laughing at? Laughing at me? <laughs> yeah. But uh, what do you think this new wave of quarterbacks coming in? Man, the future looks bright for the NFL, man. Yeah, you know, that's one thing I, I am learning and I watch this playoff, that the new crop is, uh, I don't know. I feel like the NFL and NBA are in good hands. No doubt. No doubt. I was scared about the NFL. I was like, these quarterbacks ain't panning out. But then you look, man. They didn't pan out. <sighs> like, I think, go ahead. Uh, you can go ahead and retire. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, go on ahead and sit down. You know he's talking about retiring now. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of where we we didn't have a real fall off though. We had a we had a sustainable quarterback. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got uh, Josh Allen. You got Joe Burrow. Herbert. Got, her, yeah, uh, Josh Herbert. Uh, Looks uh, good. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. I'm sorry. Kyler. Uh, looking good, man. Uh, Kyler Murray got Deshaun Watson still. Whenever he gets done with his legal issues, you got Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been? You could say the top ten quarterbacks right now, young quarterbacks, could all win a title. Like, real mm, talk. Nah. All them cats. Nah. Every single one of them cats you just named could win a title next year. You wouldn't be shocked. Nah. No? Who couldn't? Say who what? Who couldn't of everybody you just named? Who, who couldn't? Lamar, I'm, I want to see Lamar everybody's Jackson coaching. Is, Lamar Jackson is regressing, by the way. 
Lamar Jackson was hurt this year. Okay. He's just even last year. He's regressing. That's year. what I'm saying though about coaching because that's somebody you can't plan against. So eventually he's going to catch his stride with the right coach and be back to dynamic Lamar. Hmm. Last thing, Tom Brady retire or one more year? He said 45. He's 44 now. Better get, give it one more year, Tom. Why not? I, would, I wouldn't be mad if he retired. I 100% get it, and I'm not expecting him to come back. But, shoot, why not? I think he can do it. Look at how close he got now. This is the man who led the NFL in passing touchdowns. And yards, too, by the way. And yards. <laughs> That's crazy. Mind you, it was an extra game this year, but Still, nonetheless. at the age of 44, man. Age of fofo. That's crazy. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I say he comes back one more year because he's going to do the rounds and everybody's going to be giving him gifts every single he, single city he goes to. We appreciate you. You're the GOAT. Blah, 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 blah. Seven, seven rings. That's insanity right there. And that's the thing, too, you're saying about all these young quarterbacks uh, getting a ring. I don't think that's going to happen because, you know what I mean, it's a, uh, uh, it's a pedigree and a lineage that goes into, you know, that winning DNA. Not everybody's going to have that. Not everybody's coach is going to have it. And everybody's teammates are going to have that. So, I don't think it's going to happen. You think Mahomes got that? He got a ring, yeah. No, I'm saying does he have that winning instinct where he won, he's hungry? He's about to go to his third straight Super Bowl, yes. Because you look at Aaron Rodgers, he ain't got that. I've been telling everybody. I hate him because I'm a Bear fan. He's been beating us up for years. Now, A-Rod, his problem was the owner-GM coach situation. Stop it. He's the, he's the best regular season quarterback of all time. <laughs> he gets in the playoffs and falls apart. Ten points at home? Stop it. Ten points? Come on. Whose fault is that? It's his fault, man. You're the quarterback. So when he wins, we give him all the praise. When he loses, he goes, oh, we got a bad coach, though. You got, you know, that offensive line. Can't have both ways, man. What y'all do with uh, Tom Brady? Nah, Tom Brady is the reason they're winning those games. <laughs> He's 44, man. Okay. All right. He got a long career, too, that we just going to gloss over. He's the GOAT, but I don't know, man. Don't get this. This is not the sports show, man. I, I'll, I'll chew you up on the sports show, man. <laughs> We, that's why you were wrong about the Niners. We ain't going to get into that. When we come forward, we will get back to the topic of conversation, talk of mental health within the African-American community. Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580, news and traffic now. Middays with Danny Morrison continues when we come forward. We're listening around the clock. Around the clock. Around the clock. And your time to be heard is right now. Now. Right now. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580 discussing the death of a famed actress and queen Regina King's son, Ian Alexander Jr., and the teetering health of young African-Americans in 2022 as we uh, transition from a short sports talk segment to this uh, mental health conversation. Coming down my timeline, you know, it's always uncanny every single time I start this show. And regardless of what the topic of conversation is, it seems like I start getting alerts on my phone on what we're talking about (laughs) from some other source. For example, we're talking about Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is losing his mind because, you know, Tampa Bay lost. He was on that team. They kicked him off because of his tirade. I was on the field that one day. And uh, he needs some help. And I don't understand. I don't know who's around that cat. I don't know if it's friends, family, women. I don't know. Somebody's got to tell him he needs some help. And I don't believe in making fun of people on Twitter. They are blasting him hard today because of his uh, nonsensical post making fun of the Tampa Bay Bucks losing yesterday. But we always have to be surrounded by people that have our best interests at heart. When they see something is amiss, we've got to make sure that we are surrounded by people that will tell us when they see something wrong. Because I don't think we see it. I don't think we notice it. 
I think even if we ourselves are having mental health issues, I don't think we notice it. We just see it as normal. But other people that have rode with us for a long time, our day one should be able to grab us and go, hey, let me talk to you. You, you should go talk to somebody. I'm not trying to put you down. I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm not saying this in front of anybody. It's just me and you right now. Something's up. Okay? And by the way, I'm going to go on record also. I got to get something off my chest. Speaking of which, I got to get I got to get something off. Listen, uh, there's one thing that is really ticking me off. Badly. There's a narrative that is floating all over black Twitter regarding people that commit suicide. And I want to briefly discuss it to squash the idiocy surrounding it. That narrative is, quote, people that commit suicide are the most selfish people on earth. How dare they do that to their families? How dare they do that to their children? I don't feel sorry for nobody that takes their own life. Blah, 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 blah. Infuriating, man. That makes me really angry, man. Look, could... Could you have a conversation with me inquiring how somebody could voluntarily give up a gift that God so graciously handed to us? Yeah. We had that conversation. Perhaps. But that conversation with me will never devolve into blaming the victim ever. Ever. People that take their own lives are sick. They are ailing. They need help. Needed help. And when I see ignorant comments like that on Twitter, it shows me exactly why people uh, that are suicidal don't go to their friends and their family. If you got people that are that ignorant around you, I feel so bad for you. People that aren't going to be sympathetic to what's going on with you. Because if you got struggles, you're probably embarrassed to go to your ignorant family that ain't going to tell you what you need to hear. Because a lot of us are ill-equipped to handle things correctly. And I'm always talking to the kings and queens within our community. We don't know how to handle these situations, which is exactly why we should be pointing those people to a mental health professional. We should always leave an open door for those that may be mentally teetering and may find the courage to come to you with their problems. Because my job, your job, is to never pass judgment. Our job is always to get them to a certified medical professional. Notice that I said certified, by the way, not the pastor of your local freaking church. I believe in God as much as the next man, but you need more than Jesus to take the suicidal thoughts away. Oh, you just need to pray on it, baby. God will lead you through it. Oh, go talk to the pastor. He does like marriage counseling and he does all kind of therapy too. You ain't got to go to them white people. You got to go to them doctors. The pastor will lead you and God will lead you through. Nonsense. Nonsense. God is there to help you get through your process. That's what he's there for. You need care from the same people that God created for the task. Medical and mental professionals, by the way. And it burns me up when I see people that have the audacity to direct people struggling with their mental health to the church. With a pastor that probably needs some assistance with his mental health himself. But I digress. 
everybody listening right now knows somebody. Know somebody that is struggling right now. Somebody that maybe they used to be the life of the party. That has fallen on darker times recently. Somebody that used to go to every single event. You ain't seen them around much lately, huh? And we haven't checked on them. Something has kept us away. Maybe it's the pain that we're already going through. Huh? I understand that uh, the pandemic has really put us all in a bind. Financial bind, emotional bind, mental bind. Uh, with our jobs and school and kids and our own health. I mean, th- there's a lot going on with us. So you probably go, look, I am overloaded right now. And I just don't really have time in my head and heart to take on another person who not only needs help themselves, but I don't know what to do when I do call them and they tell me that they need help. What, what am I supposed to do? I can't take that strain. I got kids. We got to get past that. We have to. Myself included. When we come forward, I'm going to tell I am not innocent. I'm not. I'm foul on this as well. I'm not standing on a perch looking down on everybody saying I'm better than y'all. I'm going to tell y'all a couple stories on how I am guilty as well. That's why my heart, oh my God, my heart goes out. When I saw that come across my wire, that Regina King had lost her son, my mind immediately just went to, I mean, I watch all the award shows, and every single time she wins an award, and over the last five to seven years, she has been on fire, winning everything, and been in everything, just really doing well. And the best part is representing us African Americans better than anybody, seems like. Every time she turns on that microphone, Ian's name came out of her mouth first. And the minute I saw that, I went, oh, my God. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? And what is the first thing we as human beings do if a child hurts themselves? They may not even take their own life. Just the fact that they intentionally hurt themselves. What's the first thing that goes to your mind? What am I doing wrong? Where am I screwing up? It, it may be, they could be a teenager. They could be an adult. You would still be asking yourself, what am I doing wrong? And I can only imagine what Regina's going through right now. Because she is a worldwide superstar. You start asking yourself, oh, did I work too much? Did I not put him on enough? Did I not use my influence to push his career more? I mean, it's, I mean, immediately, every single time. And it ain't got to be somebody that has committed suicide within our families. Any single time we have tragedy that strikes us, we start playing the shoulda, woulda, coulda game, right? We do that all the time. I know she's doing that right now. That's why we got to keep her lifted up in prayer. I'm telling you. What could I have done? And it is heartbreaking that she is probably blaming herself. And shouldn't. Because here's some real talk. Some of these mental health issues aren't always induced by human behavior. They're not. Some Some are a chemical imbalance. 
Some is uh, where you grow up, environmental. There's a lot of things that go into play. Again, I'm not a medical professional by any stretch of the imagination. But just the conversations that I've had with professionals over the years have told me any single time someone is having suicidal thoughts, the family immediately starts blaming themselves and they shouldn't. They shouldn't. And I am hoping and praying and wishing that Regina King right now is somewhere wrapped up in prayer, surrounded by friends and family that have her best interests at heart. And it breaks my heart that she has to go through this right now. Because that was her only child. She lost her baby. And all of us that have children, I want you to just think about for a second. Losing your child is the worst thing a human being can go through. Yeah, we all bury parents and grandparents as we're supposed to. As I mentioned in my opening monologue, Circle of Life does what it's supposed to do. You are supposed to bury your parents and your grandparents. But you are never supposed to bury your child. And it's heartbreaking. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, I told you I'm not innocent. And I'm going to tell you how I have dropped the ball personally on this situation. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there. We know you have options. But thank you. Thank you for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Talk 1580. Unapologetically progressive radio. Black owned and operated from the heart of Lumert Park, USA. The heart of Lumert Park, USA. We're listening, and the convo continues right now. Yes, sir. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, we are talking about uh, the death of famed actress and queen, Regina King's son, Ian Alexander Jr., and the teetering health of young African Americans in 2022. I knew I'd be ranting today because I just, this really has been weighing on my head and heart all weekend long. You know, I said, men- mentioned watching uh, some great NFL football, probably the best NFL weekend I've had in my lifetime. I'm, I'm sure a lot of you guys agree. NFL was crazy this past weekend. Spent some time with some friends, some family, you know, and a whole night. It's been just a great weekend. But the entire time I was thinking about Regina King and her son. The entire time, because let me let me go on record. I said I wanted to make this person, okay? Um, I've lost three friends to suicide over the last two years, about two and a half years. Friends that I've known for 20 plus years. One of them is a cat that I went to school with. So 30 plus years, <laughs> okay? And here's the scary thing. Like two out of the three, if you met, they, are the, they were the most high energy explosive, hilarious, joking all the time, slap box with you when they see you. What's up, D, man? What's up, man? What you you, you doing, man? Happy-go-lucky people you've ever seen. Life at a party. Every single time they walked in, the temperature of the room changed. Every single time they walked in. And they were the types of people, you guys know these people. Like, whenever there is a a social engagement of any sort, everybody gravitates towards them. Because they're going to make me smile. They're going to make me laugh because they're so stupid. That's so stupid. And none of us thought anything was wrong. Now, the other one, two of them were lives of the party. The other one was a serious introvert. Real talk. 
kept to himself, never went anywhere, never did anything. And let me be honest. I kick myself all the time because I never stopped and asked him if everything was okay. I never did. And I kick myself all the time. Let me give you a little background. And I got to watch myself because I don't want to give up too much information out of respect for the family. But let me let me give a little background on the whole thing. I have a circle of tremendous creative talents around me that work with me and even work for me. Okay? And this cat was one of them. And he was one of the most creative people in my circle. I mean, just create, could create on the fly. And no questions asked. And I would give him a task. He'd have it done in 30 minutes or less. Like, he was amazing and incredible gifts to me and our plight and our journey and the hashtag how long movement up in Central Cali just really, really important to me. When I found out he was gone, I felt so bad because he and I, we talked regularly, but I never just stopped and asked him, was he doing okay? He was always like shy. You know, he was always reserved. And we always talked work. Every single time we talked, we talked work. We never talked personal. It was just like, hey, yo, can you get this done? Hey, yo, how's that project coming? Hey, I'm just checking to see what's going on. How you doing on that? You need some elements, man? I'm going to send them to you. Uh, you know, email or text. It was always like that. I knew he wasn't appearing at the local events that we were doing, and I knew that he wasn't, like, posting on social media either. I always thought, he's an introvert. Ah, we don't have to worry about him too much because we know he's there because I can text him right now. I can call him. I can get in his DMs and everything. The whole night we could. Until I found out. I will tell you more about this on the other side. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Talking mental health in the black community. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. Broadcasting live from Lower Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. Midday's Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580. I'm telling you a, a personal story. On uh, I've, I've lost three friends of mine over the last two and a half years or so to suicide. And I'm basically diagramming how I have dropped the ball personally. Because, you know, it's easy to get on this mic and say what we should be doing, what we could be doing, what would help us as a black community even better. But I'm here to tell you, I ain't perfect. I'm not. So when I found out my friend was gone, I felt bad because, as I mentioned, he and I, we talked all the time. We talked regularly. And I just never stopped and asked him, was he okay? He was always shy, reserved, the whole nine. But could I have talked to him and heard a sign that something was amiss? Maybe. Could I have walked him off the ledge? Maybe. Could a, a simple conversation from me have implored him to seek out a medical professional? Maybe. And now I'll never know. And it will hurt for a lifetime. And that's why you need to grab your babies tonight. When you get off work, you need to grab your babies tonight. Hug your babies and kiss your babies. And call that friend that you lost touch with, right? Stop by a parent's house that you cut from your life for whatever reason. I'm sure it was frivolous, regardless of what the reason was. Bury the hatchet with that next door neighbor that you had an argument with. 
and reach out to that person that you haven't heard from nor seen in a long time because you never know. You never know. There's somebody listening to my voice right now struggling with their own mental health. Yeah, you. Some of you are only alive because you don't want to leave your kids behind. Yes or no? Put your hands up right now. If you know you would not be here today if you didn't have kids. That is the pain that I'm talking about. There's a lot of people going through those types of struggles, especially in the African-American community. And I'm just trying to make sure everybody knows that you are not by yourself, ever. You're not. There's some tremendous advocates out there that are there primarily to take care of you. But you got to take the first step. You got to. News and traffic right now. We will continue on the other side. Middays with Danny Morrison. Y'all stay there. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. I'm fucked up, homie. You fucked up. But if God got us, then we gon' be all right. Uh, we gon' be all right. No doubt. We gon' be all right. We gon' be all right. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be all right. We gon' be all right. Huh? We gon' be all right. We gon' be all right. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. All right with K Dot. Part of the uh, Super Bowl halftime show that's coming up in just uh, two weeks, three weeks, yeah, two weeks, and uh, easily the most anticipated since Janet Jackson, maybe, maybe. I mean, a lot of people were waiting for that uh, Bruno Mars one too. Mars, Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce! I forgot about Beyonce. Prince. It's gonna be huge. Prince, J Lo. I'm saying since, the most recent. What's the most recent one that you think was the most anticipated, Beyonce? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Bruno, Bruno's was fired. <laughs> it was fired. Beyonce was fired. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we haven't had that many real bad Super Bowl halftimes. That's true. Um, no, the, the weekend last year was terrible. You didn't like the weekend. I was right. You don't like his music, though. I don't like him, his, his voice, his music. I'm just not into it. I'm surprised you're into it. For those that haven't seen, by the way, I think we posted it on our socials a few days ago. There's a three-minute teaser that Pepsi put out uh, for the halftime show. And it's got everybody that's going to be in it. And, you know, Kendrick's in there. And Mary J. Blige and Snoop and Dre and M starts out. It is phenomenal. It gave me chills when I watched it. And at the tail end of the video, Dr. Dre is walking on the beach. And some piano keys appear on the shore. And then that still D-R-E piano cadence. Bling, 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 bling. I said, oh, that's, oh, come on, let's go. Let's go! I'm telling you. So I want to know, regardless of which team wins tomorrow, are you going to be next to your man or your woman rooting for the same team? And if you guys don't root for the same team, is it a problem in your relationship? People are chiming in the socials like, right now like crazy to let me know as a matter of fact Sean Cobb said I cheer and laugh as he does the same for my team it's all fun Ebony Jennings said hell no lol we are Cowboys Raider House he just have to deal with it he definitely welcome to come on over to Dallas oh, stop it right now Brooke Brooks said hell no I make the snacks and the drinks I could care less about the game or the teams <laughs> I love it let me get a couple more let me see Anisha Arizaga said, nope, but we both love the game, just have two different teams, mine and our son. Cowboys, 
His is the Dolphins. Uh, uh. You know, that's the team. That's that's the team that you don't hear a lot of fans of, huh? Like, how many times do you see somebody say, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan? Gross. Gross? The gross. Yuck. It's just rare. Nasty. That's like, I mean, you know, it's weird as both of those Florida teams, man. Nobody really says they're a Jacksonville Jaguar t- t- fan either. Not too much. You don't really, I don't think you need a football team in that, in that state. Uh, hell, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the nah, defending champions? Get them out of there, man. Defending champions. Yeah, get them out of there. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Uh, let me get one more. Marnie Panducci Wolasik said, My husband and I have the same football team, but baseball. I'm a Dodger fan, and he's a Cardinals fan. We support each other's teams. We just love watching sports together. You know, it's all good. I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying if you have two rival teams, and look, this Rams Niners game this coming Sunday, that you can make the case is top three rivalry in the league. For real. That's a big one. That thing goes back a long time. I know when the the, uh, Dallas Cowboys were playing the Niners, they said that might be number one all time. I go, maybe. But this one, Rams-Niners, divisional rivals? Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. So if you're a Rams fan and your woman is a Niners fan, can y'all get along? Can we all just get along? Is it possible to watch a game together and let's say that your woman don't really know football the way that you think she should, but she is in your ear, and the Niners are spanking the L.A. Rams all game. You good? Are you good? Or do you expect your woman, if she's down for you, ride or die? Do you expect her to be down for whatever you are down for? Huh? There's a lot of cats that go, yeah, I do. You can't be like in no rival teams. Some women, you get into a relationship with them, and they go, well, since you like football, I'm going to get into I'm going to go with the Raiders. They just pick a team, and it just happens to be a, a rival of yours. It's like, come on. You can't ride with your boy? That's what we're talking about today. In other words, here's an overarching question for the entire discussion. Do you guys have to always have the same likes and dislikes and such? You know, opposites attract. I get all of that. But do you always have to... Ride for the same everything. Do you guys have to love the same restaurants? And do you guys have to love the same sports teams? Miles and I were just talking about how, you know, if you get with a woman and she has certain things that you're not into and vice versa, it's really exciting when she says, you know what I love to do? I love to go to my spin class every single Saturday. You should go. I'm like, hi, bro. You know what I love to do? I, I have a yoga class that I go to every single Tuesday morning. You should go. I'll go. I'm good with that. Anything within reason, I'm pretty open. But when it comes to those sports teams, though, you know, I've got some Clippers tickets. Would you like to go? No, I'm good. Crazy. Depending on who they playing. I'm good. Crazy. You're not a sports fan if you don't want to at least. What? Oh, is that where we are right now? You have to be a sports fan to go and watch the Clippers? I'm good. Not mine. I mean, free tickets to a game. Free tickets to a game. So you'll go to free tickets to any game? Is that what you're telling me you're right saying now? saying if the if I get free tickets to the Clippers yeah, and they're playing Kevin Durant, I'm going to the game. Okay. They're that? playing Steph Curry, I'm going. If, they're going. if they're playing somebody I want to see, I'm going to the game. What if they are playing? Playing a whack team, no. But I wouldn't want to see, you know what I mean, the Lakers on a good night blow out a whack team. Right. But you're there. It's free. You got to pay for parking. I don't know what parking is right now. But I'm good. 
I think I told you before, when I was up at Central Cali, somebody was handing me tickets to Jay-Z up in Fresno. I was like, I'm good. And they're like, you don't want these? I'm good. It's just, you know, it depends on the day. I got some stuff going on. You know, as a time frame of, the, I don't know. Same with, you know, Lakers, Clippers, anybody. I just need some time. But if a young lady that you know, let's say that she's got season passes, you know, or something, and she's like, I'm a huge Clipper fan. I love the Clippers. Could you date a woman that is a huge Clipper fan? Of course. A huge Clipper fan. Of course. I can do it. We'll have arguments, but of course. That's grounds for dismissal right there. Got it. Gone. Let me tell you what else. I think Janet Jackson is just overrated. Get out of here right now. Good. Fix your lips to say anything negative about Janet. Go on, get out of here right now. You could be the biggest Chicago Bear fan, biggest Laker fan of all time. You say something negative about Jan, got it. Says Jan is great. Beyonce's a little better though. Okay, watch out, man. That gets you. You know you watch your mind. Matter of fact, somebody said that to me. They were like, you know, it'd be a great versus Janet Jackson and Beyonce. I'm like, no, it wouldn't, because Beyonce ain't got hits. We're not gonna compare two queens now. We're not gonna do that. That's exactly what we're gonna do. She ain't got hits like Janet. Janet got hits, man. And and that's where Danny Moe takes it too far, ladies and gentlemen. Right there. <laughs> right there. We watched him do it live and in person. Y'all. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-mm-mm. Beyonce got hits, a couple of them. When we come forward, we will continue the discussion. I'll read some more of your comments that are coming through on our socials. I got a seven series for you as well. Seven things men find sexy on a woman that have nothing to do with looks. It's coming. Middays with Danny Morrison. KBLA Talk 1580 Flex Friday, y'all. Build black better. better. Tweet it. Tell it. LA finally has a black-owned talk radio station. And it's unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. We're riding with Danny Morrison until the wheels fall off. Middays with Danny Morrison continues right now. Right now. <laughs> the comments are coming through heavy on the socials. Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA. Talk 1580. Talking about whether or not, you know, a woman should, you know, support her man's teams for the health of the relationship. And Callie Peach T said, the F? Raiders for life. Donna Welch said, not a chance. Uh, Visha Cobb just put a whole bunch of laughing emojis. Alex Reed said, Danny, I am a Lions fan. And thus, no. Mo Lachey said, huge no. My hubby, hubby was a diehard Eagles fan, R.I.P., I'll always be a diehard Cowboys fan. We always made it fun during football season. couple more here. Crystal Tony said, uh, nope, be your own person. It makes it fun when they play each other. And Ebony Gray said, my husband and I are huge sports fans. We share the love for our Lakers, but house is divided when it comes to my Titans and Dodgers and his Raiders and Mets. That's strange. But uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, I mean, it could be fun. It could. But if your man is a serious fan, though, like ready, just always ready, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he's not a bigger fan as I thought he was. If he would just allow you to come into the room with a rival's jersey on, I'd be like, you know what? We're getting divorced today. I'm a Bear fan. If my woman came in with a Green Bay Packers jersey on, I'm telling you, I will be a divorce court that Monday. Keep playing. Keep playing with me. By the way, real quick, uh, the the uh, link that I was sent from that queen, I appreciate you. How to watch the Janet Jackson documentary online free. From Rolling Stone magazine, by the way. It says here, you can watch the documentary on TV. Obviously, it's going to be on Lifetime and on A&E tonight. I think it's 5 p.m. Pacific. 
but you can also watch it online. Uh, you can get it on Sling. Uh, you can get it on Vidgo. You ever heard of Vidgo? What the heck is that? Never heard of that. You can watch it on Hulu. Of course, I've got Hulu, but you got to have it Hulu plus live TV service. I think it's like 70 bucks a month or something. Ah, look, I love Janet. I'm a marrier one day, uh, but I don't $70 a month lover. I'm just saying. And uh, you can get some free trial offers around, too. So if you want to check it out. And check it out, because we're going to talk about it next week. It'll be interwoven into some discussion of some sort on middays, I'm quite sure. But today we're discussing whether or not yo, if your woman doesn't support the same sports team you support, is that grounds for a breakup or even a divorce or at least some counseling? Should she have to like your sports teams? Couldn't that cause a rift in your relationship if she doesn't? Or would it be fun having a friendly rivalry in a relationship or marriage where two teams that can't stand each other? And fellas, do you even want your ladies to be into your sports teams? I mentioned in the last hour, a lot of cats like to break away. You know, all week long, they go to work, you know, they do everything they need to do, and they get home, and yeah, the family life is something that they love, but man, they cannot wait until Sunday. Why? Homeboys get together, they hit the sports bar, drink a little bit, eat a little bit, Check out some ladies in the building. Admit it, fellas. And they love just that three hours, sometimes six hours, which is crazy. And uh, it's just time with the homies. They love it. But if the woman is tagging along, there's a lot of cats like, uh-uh. Stay home. <laughs> Please. And uh, ladies, uh, as I said, this is tongue-in-cheek for the most part. But do you believe that you need to support the teams that your man supports? I would just love to know. Can, can we at least admit, if y'all like the same teams, you probably get along better. Like, for real. Because if you're a Niner fan, and he's a Rams fan, and the Niners whoop the Rams this weekend, which, by the way, I predict is going to happen. I don't know about whoop. I got the Niners winning that game. That ain't going to cause no problem. For real. I think it's going to be a Joe Montana Super Bowl, personally. Chiefs in the uh, 49ers. That's just me. But um, how far do you take it, though? Huh? If you do support the team that your man supports, how far do you take it? Do you buy jerseys, you know? Do you both have jerseys with your own name on them? Do you go to the games with him? Do you believe that a good woman rides for her man's teams? Or does he just need to grow up? And should I grow up in this entire conversation, too? That's what we're talking about today. Because, yeah, as I said, opposites attract. They do. But you got to have the same, a lot of the same likes as well. You got to. So the seventh series today is, yes, a woman that roots for her man's team is sexy as all get out, but that's not the only thing that we men find sexy. And you can be sexy without even being the hottest woman in the room. That's why the seventh series today is seven things men find sexy on a woman that have nothing to do with looks. Absolutely nothing. Yes, you can spend hundreds of dollars every month buying products to make yourself look sexy, but we men are looking at other things too. I'll spill the goods right now. Uh, you can do whatever you want with this information. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. The seven series today. Seven things men find sexy on a woman that have nothing to do with looks. Here's number one. Confidence. Oh, man. Man. Now, you ever been in a room? And there's a bunch of people in the room? Mm-hmm. And there's a certain woman that walks in the room that commands the attention of the entire room. Just by the way she walks in with the confidence. 
head in the air, you know what I'm saying? Dressed to the nines. And you go, wow. Like the, the, the molecules of the room change when she walks in. Men love that, dude. You ain't got to be, like I said, you ain't got to be the hottest woman in the room. A woman that walks in with confidence. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. I love a woman that walks in head held high, you know, like, like, like uh, this is my room. Approachable confidence. Thank you for saying that because there is a cocky confidence too. Big time. Uh, I think uh, a snobby person in general, not just women, uh, a snobby man, a snobby woman, you come down a couple rungs on that ladder whenever you are like that. I don't care how beautiful you are. If you're a cocky person, it's just not good. And there's a lot of women out there, men too, that are just not approachable. So if she's not snobby with her nose in the air, she's confident, she's poised, she's got a little swagger to her, and stands out in a room full of self-conscious people, that is the first thing men find sexy on a woman that has nothing to do with looks. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. By the way, to piggyback on that as well, um, I think men are always looking for a woman that compliments him as well. He may not be the most com- confident person. But if he can find a woman that may supplement some of the confidence that he's lacking, he knows that's a perfect fit. Because there are some people that believe that two people that are ultra confident can't be together. <laughs> it's like a yin and a yang situation. If he's ultra confident and outward and, you know, and, and, and uh, she's really shy, it seems like things would be work much better or vice versa. But if she's an extrovert and he's an extrovert, it's a problem. So some men say, you know what? I'm not one of them cats that's just going to go into a room and spark conversation with random strangers. I'm not one of them cats. But my wife is absolutely amazing at that stuff. Yeah, I think that's a perfect fit when that thing happens. But if you have two two people, like I look at, we just brought up uh, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. I think those are two extroverts. I think it seems like Dwayne Wade might be more of an introvert. Maybe. But usually what happens is one person is more outgoing than the other. I think there's a lot of men that are very shy, gravitate more towards those women that can bring that out of them and make them shine even more. 1-800-920-1580. Seven things men find sexy on a woman that have nothing to do with looks. Here's number two. Cooking skills, man. Come on. Come on. We've had the conversation on this show before. We did a whole show on it weeks ago. It's a lost art. You know, a lot of women stopped cooking years ago. They did. And I think, what was the name of the show? I said, uh, I said, uh, how many women under the age of 40 still know how to cook? I think was the name of the show. And that, by the way, on podcast right now, Danny, uh, Middays with Danny Morrison podcast, it was a really interesting conversation that we had that day because I come to find out, I would say the consensus is uh, most of the women that called will admit, I don't know how to cook. It's a generational thing. And my definition was pretty simple that day. Can you go into the cooking, the kitchen cooking and uh, cook without turning on the microwave? <laughs> That's the question. And there was a number of women that said, I will admit my mother or even my father did not show me how to cook. And I don't know how I know the raw basics, but as far as like uh, cooking a four course meal or something, I could not do it. I'm here to tell you right now. The conversations that I've had with guys love a woman that could cook man. 
you could talk you could talk it being sexist you could talk it being neanderthal you could talk it being way too traditional i'm here to tell you men love it love it to death i am a humongous seafood guy major and a woman that could cook seafood you had me at hello a woman that could put together a crab boil you had me at hello it ain't got to be like a steak potato situation if you could get down with some seafood for me i'm telling look we come on let's get married today i'm exaggerating but you get my point <laughs> but that's what men want that's what men want and they find it very sexy as well doesn't even matter what you look like <laughs> a woman can get down in the kitchen know exactly what she's doing i believe it was one of my uh my uh, favorite listeners, her name is uh, Tanya George, I believe. I see you, queen. Uh, she got in my DMs during that show, and she said, uh, my kitchen is mine. And she says a lot of women, you know, see it as a negative whenever they are tied to that area of the house. She said, my kitchen is mine, and my husband and my kids know that if you come into this area, you're going to get in trouble because this mama's kitchen. And I said, that's, that's bomb. But then there's the other side of the fence. Women say, if I take my behind to work every day, if I work eight hours just like you or more hours than you, maybe even making more money than you, and you want me to go and work a full-time job all day and then come home and cook for your lazy behind, that's not going to happen. I go, I get that. It could be a shared responsibility, but here's the thing. Do either of you know how to cook at that point? Like, really cook? Huh? I'm not talking top ramen. I'm talking cook. I'm just here to tell the women that are listening that if you truly, truly, truly uh, want to know what men are thinking and even saying amongst each other, they just love a woman that can get down in the kitchen. They do. And call me traditional. Call me old school. Uh, I am that. I just love a woman that can do that. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. How we doing, Miles? We, uh, can I get another one in? Let me get another one in. We might get through this. Let me see. Here's number three. Seven things men find sexy on a woman that have nothing to do with Lux. Here's number three. Intelligence, man. Come on. Come on, now. Look, we can sit up and discuss uh, the TV shows Ozark and Succession, and that's fine. Which, by the way, I put on my socials just last night. Those are the two best shows on TV. Easily. <laughs> but... A woman that can sit across the table and talk to a man about the Roman Empire, you know? Let's talk some politics, huh? Let's talk some religion. Let's talk some current events in general. Fire. That's my opinion. A woman that can do that, a woman that can sit across the table from me and share dialogue with me on what's going on in the world, fire. I absolutely love it. I am so just enamored with a woman that has a mind. I don't think there's anything more sexy than that. We could talk physicality all day, okay? I know guys are all about, you know, boobs and butt and all that nonsense. I, look, I'm telling you, a woman with a mind is so sexy to me. Because here's the thing, and you've heard it said before, all that's going away. All those looks are going away. Right? I don't care how much surgery you want to put yourself through as the years go by. 
you can probably maintain it the best you possibly can, inevitably it's going away. So if I take that away, what you got? Real talk. If I take all of that beauty away, you fine. I get it. But if I take it away, what we got? I need to know, because I'm going to take care of myself too. I am. I need to know what we have if both you and I are not as attractive as we used to be. What then? And that's why intelligence is so important to me. And it's extremely sexy as well. Because you need to know that when you go to a restaurant, when you go anywhere, you can sit across the table from that man or that woman and you can exchange intelligent, healthy dialogue with that person and, and really get into who they are and what they're about. But I think we've all, at some point in our lives, have been on dates before where you are just so, so sexually attracted to that person, right? It's like, oh my God, she is fine. You're like texting your boy, she bad, son. You almost sent you a picture, she bad, right? And then you get to the restaurant, y'all sitting there, and y'all ain't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> ain't got nothing. Like, what? Y'all ain't got nothing to talk about. Like, man, uh, we have nothing in common. She fine, but we ain't got nothing in common. That is why intelligence is so important for men and women. Find you somebody that is book read, keeps up on current events, can speak to you about what's going on in the world. Muy importante. And thick. Oh Jesus! Hey, like you got, you got to balance you it out. I had to go. I was, I was having a nice little serious run right there, and you just gonna go ahead and just go. I'm being serious. Right? That, that would help. I mean, you know, news and traffic. Now we'll talk about it on the other side. Middays with Danny Morrison. Y'all stay right there. Middays with Danny Morrison continues when we come forward. Let's get back to the seven series on Middays with Danny Morrison. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We're having a really interesting discussion. You know, obviously, we're talking about the seven series. That's the uh, seven things men find sexy on a woman that have nothing to do with looks. And I was telling Miles, like, you get to a point in your life where uh, the superficial doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. Now, mind you, you have to be attracted to somebody, of course. Like I'm, I have to be attracted to a woman because that is just part of how I'm, how I'm wrapped. <laughs> that being said, it's not as important as it used to be though. Like it used to be at the top of the list, and I think that's true for most men. But now, I'm at a point in my life now, you know, being here in Los Angeles, you know, it's like I I need some mental stimulation. I do. I I need to know that a woman uh, matches me mentally, and. I think a lot of cats feel that way. You want somebody, as my mother always says, you got to be equally yoked, boy. Like, yeah. I've made that mistake in the past, and I don't want to make it anymore. Somebody that gets you mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Lord, yes. I've said a million times, I want a woman that prays over me. Like when I'm sick. I want a woman that literally lays her hands on me and prays over me. Come on, let's go. That's to me, that chat, that'd be fire to me. Janet better pray over me. I mean, I'm, I think she's Jehovah's Witness, I think. Oh. <laughs> Find out Janet's not equally yoked. Imagine that. That would be, that would be interesting. What if, what if Janet Jackson said, I just don't believe anymore? What if she's an atheist now? She, like, smokes cigarettes. <sighs> 
likes to get drunk. Hmm. Do I compromise my principles for Janet? Your own imagination. For what you made her to be in your imagination. She's perfect to me. That's a good question. That's a good question. You've been in the business for a long time, the radio business. How many times have you met a celebrity and they disappointed you? Uh, all the time, me, I guess. Yeah, but it happens pretty my regularly. Yeah. Shouldn't, but in truth be told, I shouldn't have a preconceived notion of them anyway. But you at least want them to be nice, don't you? Yeah, you want them to, but, you know. Let me let me blast out what is now a pretty good friend of mine. Um, <laughs> hope he's not listening. Um, genuine. Why well, you drop names? Okay. Uh, yeah, genuine. Uh, years ago, it's when Pony was on fire. You know. I didn't think you were gonna go names. I'm okay. sorry, go names. Like he was like, he was one of the most arrogant people I'd ever. And I was tripping because I was a fan of his. You know, like my whole life has changed. Loved all that stuff. Came to Bakersfield. Could not believe the arrogance of this cat. It was tripping me out. And all the cats on the radio station we were just like, it was it was strange to me. He's a little too good for Bakersfield. I bet that's what he was thinking. Like, what am I doing here? What am I doing in this? But here's the thing. That Yo-ho. cat came back to Bakersfield two years ago. We did an event together in Bakersfield. He was fire, dude. Incredible. Really nice, too, huh? Really nice, dude. You know, he's older now, you know. Couple years after Pony. And, well, you think that's what it is? You get humbled? Man, I've, se- I've seen that happen. Now, let me not really put words in Genuine's mouth. Maybe that's he was, but... Been a long time since Pony. He was a far different person when he came back to Bakersfield, and he did all his hits and everything. He was amazing at one of our biggest clubs down there, and it was, it was just so disappointing back then. It was the mid '90s or whatever, late '90s, and uh, to come back and see him just a really down to earth, selfless person, and I was like, "This is nice. Wish I could have had this 20 years ago, but this is nice." He's like one of the coolest cats ever, man. Of course. What do you mean, of course? So you saying, yeah, when you get... I'm saying, I'm saying I've met Genuine before. I know he's a nice guy, but I met him, obviously, a lot later than the Pony years. You didn't meet him in because he was on fire back then, remember? Genuine was on fire. He's been through some things. He's been through some things. He's been through... Matter of fact, I think he tried to commit suicide, you know? Drug problems. You know, he's... Genuine's been through some stuff, man. Who got the voice? Definitely got the voice. Uh, I ripped the stage up in Bakersfield, man. And I'm just, you, I don't know. But you just, back to our original uh, topic of conversation. I'm at a point in my life now to where whoever I'm dating, I need to know that you're going to bring more to the table than just being fine. And I think a lot of men are that way. That's why the seven series, the seven things men find sexy on a woman that have nothing to do with looks. I'm telling you, that stuff is easy. It really is. It You could... If, if every woman looks exactly the same, I made a comment to a friend recently. It seems like every woman is looking like some carbon copy of Kim Kardashian. Black, white, or Latina. It seems like every woman is gravitating towards that look. And if all women are going to look the same, <laughs> what, well, what else are we bringing to the table? Because I need to know that we're we going to vibe that way. We're going to get along with one another. I can share dialogue with you. I can shoot some things at you that, you know, that I've been thinking about. I want, I want to have a political discussion with you. I want to do all that. And a lot of cats want that. So uh, number one was confidence. Number two was cooking skills. Number three was intelligence, like I broke down just now. Here's number four, maternal instincts. Oh, wow. Man, a woman that 
reads to her child and a woman that stays home on weekends in bed with her babies every now and again and a woman that sacrifices her social life for her kids. It's really impressive to me, man. It is. I remember in, uh, what movie was that? Jerry Maguire. Have you seen that movie, Jerry Maguire, with Tom Cruise? Yes, sir. Yeah, and he's talking to Cuba Gooding Jr. And because, you know, Tom Cruise is uh, getting to know and semi-falling in love with a single mom. And Cuba Gooding Jr. looks to him and says, are you trying to basically take advantage of this woman? A single mother is a blessed thing. You can't be playing around with this. It's serious business. When you talk to a single mom, it's serious business. He's like, what are you talking about? He's, he makes a, he's, he uses a term I don't want to use on the air. I think you know what I'm talking about. In other words, just trying to get the sexual side of things instead of getting to know this woman. But she's got responsibilities with the babies, man. Baby. You can't just be messing around. So when you talk to a single woman, a single mother, excuse me, and she's got a kid or kids, and you see her go, uh, the, then my baby's over there. You always going to be number two. You go, respect that so much. I do. Grab my coat, put my shoes on, put my hat on. What? Grab my car keys. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, what? You bounce? You, you, ain't, you ain't looking for that. Oh, come on. That ain't you. You really? hear me ride by right there? So you tell me. <laughs> Sound Calm. effects. So you don't want a woman that's a single parent. Sounds like. 27, no. Wow. That's honest. That's honest. You've heard me say multiple times on this broadcast, don't ask for something that you can't achieve yourself. You have no children. You can make that demand. There's nothing wrong with that. I just think when you do it, you got to be really serious about it. And you all are always going to be number two. (laughs) And I'm good with that. I am. Keep them out the streets, all I'm saying. There are some mothers that will even cut you if their kids don't like you. They'll do it. Because, you know, sometimes they got a little man, you know what I'm saying, a little man in the house, man, you know what I'm saying, ain't never going to like you. Just sneering at you when you walk in the door. If little man don't like you, she'll be like, oh, my son, just for some reason, he just don't want you around here. You know? He'll be like, all right, then. Holla. Taking the fruit snacks with me, baby. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> and I brought Happy Meals for everybody. What happened? My point is, I respect it, though. Yeah, of course. Respect. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All that. No, I get you. You're right. I, I definitely I respect it. I don't but think I'm, you get it. <laughs> I'm not going to let that door hit me on the way out, though. So would you date a woman with kids? I mean, I, I, probably, I have, but it's like, do I want it now? Nah. Mm. Okay. Uh, how I stumbled across that answer? Yeah. It depends on how fine she is, as we always say. Nah, nah, nah. It kind of depends on depends on how you how you catch me. What? It depends on where you catch me at in in in, in life. I'm not I'm not against it for my entire life, but right now at this point in my life, Lord no. Okay. Well, I'm with you. Um, I understand. I'm not with you on that belief system, but I'm with you on understanding where you're coming from. You're also older though. I'm definitely older. 27 years old. If you're 27 years old and you say I have no kids, I'm only gonna date women that have no children. Okay. I respect it, you know? And I tell women the same thing. They go, I want a man that got a good bank account and a nice car, and he got to have a good job. I go, do you have a good bank account and a nice car and a good job? Do you personally have that? If you don't, you can't ask for it. You, no kids? You don't want a woman with kids? Okay. It's fair.
1-800-920-1580, things men find sexy on a woman that have nothing to do with looks. This is Middays with Danny Morrison on a Flex Friday. Y'all stay there. Be sure to follow and subscribe to all our socials at KBLA Talk 1580 on Facebook, Twitter, and IG. Stay in touch with us by downloading the all-new KBLA Talk 1580 app on your smartphone. Your smartphone. Carry the convo wherever you go. And keep it locked to the only talk station that gives you a voice. voice. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Middays with Danny Morris the KBLA Talk 1580. I love Jackie. Even though she's got five different sports teams. Jackie got like five different NFL teams. I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm a Raider fan. I'm a Saints fan. Girl, come on now. What else? What you said Cowboys, Saints, Raiders. Who else? Not Cowboys. Niners, Saints, Raiders. Raiders, Saints, Broncos. Broncos. And she likes the 49ers. Miles, is that? You can't. Miles, you can't like five teams. You can't like teams that are rivals either. Yeah, the Raiders and the Broncos are longtime rivals. Did say this is America can do whatever the hell she wants. No fair. You can't do whatever you want. She is grown. You can't. Yeah, she be grown. Go on, do that. She is a grown woman. What what fun is that if you like so many teams, though? Maybe she's had more fun than we are. I don't know. Cause man, I'm telling you, I used to be furious when the Bears would lose, man. Like I used to used to Still just... lose. <laughs> Watch out, man. Come on now. But it used to eat at my soul. Have you ever been one of them sports fans? To when your team loses, it ruins your entire night. And oh, it no, no, trickles no. over into the next day. That was me. Hated it. And I said, I got to stop this. Used to be like, like that with the Lakers, but like. Went through the through the end of them Kobe years and that post-Kobe era between Kobe yeah. and LeBron. So I'm over. I'm cool. Yeah, man. I'm used to it. I know. I'm good. Seven things men find sexy on a woman that have nothing to do with looks. I know we're up against it here. Let me see. Number five is God's girl. Y'all know how I get down. Come on now. I, I Look, she knows her place in the universe because she has a relationship with a high power. She prays, references him in conversation, and she believes and has no problem sharing it or showing it. Plus, she will pray over you when the time is right. Like I said, man, I just... That is one thing that I have screwed up on. I've talked to my family about it because they go, man, you know, you've dated a number one, man. You've been married a couple times. What do you keep doing wrong? And I go, I don't think that I've chosen a woman that had God in her life when we first got together. That's where I'm messing up. I have dated or even married based on looks or whatever. And I said, it'll never happen again. It'll never happen again. At least with me. I don't know with anybody else. At least with me. I think that I need a woman in my life that has got God in her life. And we have to be equally yoked, as uh, my family likes to say. So I think that's it. But that's the fifth thing that uh, men find sexy on a woman that has nothing to do with looks. And that ain't every man. There's a whole bunch of cats that could not care less. I'm talking about cats like me. And it's really, really important that you believe in something. And let me be very specific in saying... Not necessarily got to be the same denomination as I am either. I think that we could find some common ground on that entire thing. But I need to know that we have a balance of some sort to where you uh you believe in God. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Let me squeeze this in. I know we're up against this here Flex Friday. Check it out. Uh, seven things men find sexy on a woman that have nothing to do with looks. Here's number six. A sports fan. Come on now. That's what we're talking about today. She likes the Lakers. 
She knows Kobe's lifetime career averages. She watches NFL football with you all the time. She calls penalties even before the referees do. Awesome. She even hates the Packers like I do. That's a bonus. For real. That's the sixth thing that men find sexy on a woman that has nothing to do with looks. 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, I will finish out the list. And um, D.L. Hughley is coming in in a few minutes. Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. Non-aging machines. We're listening around the clock. Around the clock. And your time to be heard is right now. Now. Right now. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. I love my beautiful listeners out there. I appreciate y'all, man. Uh, Darren Bigger said lunch break with the Danny Mo Show. Yeah, that's what I'm here for, man. Trying to help you out while you get your meal on. And you probably got your, your your work wife sitting there with you. Your real wife don't really know that you're sitting there and y'all talking about your favorite sports team because your your real wife don't know that your work wife got same love for your same team. But that's a whole different conversation. Uh, let me read a few more posts real quick here, and we'll finish up. Uh, PC Jam said, not always, but if she does have a team, she better know the sport, not just like them when they win. Well, we used to go to a sports bar back in the day, and there was a young lady that used to go there, speaking of Dolphin fans, and she said she likes the Miami Dolphins because they had pretty cl- colors of their jersey, and that's the reason she was a fan. So I was like, you know, if you going to be into a team, you better know some players, you better know some statistics and something. Nasty off green and orange. Those are teal is what they call it. But ever teal and I think it's terrible. First of all, you have a dolphin on your helmet. I mean, come on, it's just a a helmet with a helmet on it. Yeah, it was right. It's a helmet on the dolphin. That's right. (laughs) I forgot about that. Stupid. Uh, Have they? They've never won a Super Bowl. Nope. Wow. You know what? Let me. I don't know. Maybe they did back in the. I don't think they have. Oh, remember back in the day when you had the, uh, the leather, the leather helmet? <laughs> probably, yeah. And the field goal in the front, that's probably when they won. Destined to be a star said, no, I have my own teams, and I like he has to know that going in. But I don't have a problem going to a game or taking him to a game to see his favorite team. I'll compromise and make that team my second team for him. That's not bad. Ferran said, nope, pick your own. She can learn how to handle the trash talk. Traco said, ha, ha, things can get dicey if there isn't alignment. There's the word. It's about the same as having a different religion. Kinda. Being necessary, sure, as long as it's not the Dallas Cowboys. I hate that team with a passion. The Dallas Cowboys got to be the most loved and hated football team ever. I think we only hate the Cowboys because we hate the fans. They say the same thing about the Raider fans. You think the same about the Raiders? Same thing, yeah. I'm a Las Vegas Raiders fan. Shout out to all the Las Vegas uh, Raider fans out there. Just too much, huh? Just too much. Every year the Raiders going to the Super Bowl? Every year? I don't let down. <laughs> seven things men find sexy on a woman that have nothing to do with looks. His number seven. Philanthropic is my number seven. She gives. Not just money, but her advice, her time, her resources, and her know-how. She recognizes that giving back and God go hand in hand. Always ready to lend a helping hand. Okay? And that is the seventh and final thing men find sexy on a woman that has got nothing to do with looks. And that's the show. And also the week. I want to say, by the way, the the socials, my DMs, text messages, emails, were hotter this week than they've ever been. 
And I just want to say for everybody that's been checking into the program and being involved in what I call the ecosystem of this program, man, that's everything to me. God bless you guys. Have a very safe weekend. I'll be back in the spot on Monday. Good luck. God bless. Gone. The D.L. Hughley Afternoon Show is up next. In the meantime and in between time, keep it on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Be good. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.